other name, above the name of Jesus. And so we exalt you, we lift you up, and we praise you, and we thank you, Lord God, for your awesomeness. Father, we thank you for your presence here this morning, raining down upon us. Lord, we pray this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity, that you would open our spiritual ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts, God, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us today. And so we pray all these things with expectation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you for leading us in worship. That was awesome. Yeah, give me my hand. Absolutely. Wow. Well, we are so glad that you've chosen to join us this morning. And this morning, we are keeping all the kids in the service, so I'm going to try to be brief. You know, that's tough for a pastor. Pastor always wants to preach, <laughs> and he doesn't need a pulpit either. <laughs> Continuing in this series, which has been the topic, has been salvation. And salvation is, is very basic to our understanding and to our relationship with the Lord. We need to understand what salvation is all about so that we receive it, but also so that we can share that with others that the Lord leads across our path. Salvation is really all about God's greatest desire to have an authentic, honest relationship with us and that we have a godly, healthy, vibrant relationship with others as well. And what better way to practice what we've been learning than to spend time with each other? You say this, our relationship with each other is a reflection of our relationship with God. How do we treat one another? How are we loving one another? How are we acting on 45? <laughs> Interstate 45, I'm preaching to me now. <laughs> uh, but our relationship with one another is a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. Jesus demonstrated love and taught that we were to do the same. Condensed in one word, it's all about love. It's all about love. And as important as learning these biblical truths and principles are, love is the greatest. Let me bunny trail here for a moment. I was looking at our records, and I know that this year we've had, as of last Sunday, we've had 22 people come to the Lord, dedicate their life, rededicate their life, or give their life to the Lord. This year, in 2014, 22 people. Last year, all of last year, 2013 was 22 for a total of 22 in 2013. In 2012, I think it was 20. Um, I don't know. It, it, we've, we've seen about over 70 people come to the Lord or rededicate their life to the Lord. It's really important that we continue to develop those relationships. We have a lot of opportunity for you to be involved to build deeper relationships. And I want to talk about some of the volunteers that, the volunteer opportunities that we have. There's a group of ladies that come every Thursday morning, and they worship together, they have breakfast, they clean the facility. They're building relationships with one another. The teachers that are, are uh, teaching our children back there, they meet with Karen and Michelle on a regular basis, and they're building relationships. Listen, if you really want to build relationships, you need to get involved. And so I'm encouraging all of us to be involved in some level of ministry. I mean, even if you had 30 minutes a week, you say, you know, I don't have a lot of time, but I can give 30 minutes. You could come up and you could put out ant killer, fire ant killer, or uh, weed killer on the yard or whatever. There are things that you can do to be involved. And so I want to encourage all of us. I know most of us, most of us here are serving on some level. But if you're not serving, I want to encourage you to, to plug in because that's where you really build relationships. That's where you really get to know one another. 
And Jesus was all about relationships. He was all about love. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, this is my favorite scripture. It says, these three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And we've been reading, we've been talking a lot about faith and how important faith is that we're saved by grace through faith when we believe not of our works. And Abraham was counted as righteous before God because he believed what God told him. He believed God. And so faith is really important. But the, the critical thing to all of this is love. And so we talk about one of our mottos here at Life Fellowship is life-giving, life-changing, life relationships. Life-giving. We're receiving the life of God when we receive Christ into our life and we allow God to work in our life. That's life-giving. God is giving us life. Life-changing as we yield our hearts to God. God begins to bring changes in our lives. We've seen God do tremendous things through through lives of people that are part of Life Fellowship. We've seen marriages healed and restored. We've seen all kinds of things happen. We've seen people physically healed. You know, so God is about changing us to look more like Christ. But through this process of us growing in our relationship with Him, He does things in our lives and in our families, in our homes, in our neighborhoods. And so it's life-giving, life-changing, life relationships. And the key thing is that we build relationships with one another. And so when we come together for a fifth Sunday, like we're doing today, we're having a short service, and we're going to have food and lots of fun and all that kind of stuff. But the key to what we want to do is to build relationships. We're very intent on that. I mean, when we, let me just say this too, when we have a fifth Sunday, it costs us a lot more money than a typical Sunday because we rent the slides and the jumpers and all that kind of stuff and the food. And it's not about the money, but I want you to know that we're committed to building relationships. We're committed to you guys building relationships with one another. I want to encourage you, hopefully it's not going to rain, but I want to encourage you to stay and build relationships. Get to know people that are a part of this local body a little better. So I'm hoping you'll stay. We want to live it. We want to build relationships. We want to grow in our fellowship with one another. Many of the religious leaders attempted to trick Jesus. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 22. I just have a few scriptures that I want to go through because I know we have our children in here and everybody wants to get out there and have some fun. But many of the religious leaders attempted to trick Jesus and they misunderstood his desire to build relationships. It wasn't about keeping the letter of the law. It was about relationships. And in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, 36, they asked Jesus, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Verse 27, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. That's the greatest commandment, he said. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we don't really, most of us don't have a problem loving ourselves, right? Taking care of ourselves. But are we loving others in the same manner in which we love ourselves? So Jesus said that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. And then he goes on to say the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So it's about loving God and loving one another. And I know that you probably know that, but I just want to remind us of that this morning, that we need to love one another as we love ourselves. And then uh, if you want to go to 1 John chapter 4, 
verses 20 and 21, it says, If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. Wow. Those are strong words. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? I don't hear very many amens on that one. <laughs> it goes on to say in verse 21, And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. So are you loving one another? And let me tell you, I've shared this with you before, but I pray that God will help me to love others in the way that he loves them, in the way that he loves me. And God places, God begins to do a change in your heart, I believe, when you pray that prayer sincerely. When you say, God, help me to love others the way that you love them. Help me to love others the way that I love myself. And God begins to do something in our hearts to draw us, to cause us to really love others like that. Let's go to John chapter 13. Jesus is talking with his disciples after the Last Supper. And this is what Jesus says. So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. Loving one another is not a new commandment. You can go back and find that in Leviticus 19.18. But the new commandment is to love others as Christ loves us. And as Christ loves others, that's how we're to love others. What did Christ do? He, gave, he came down from heaven and gave his life as a ransom, a sacrifice for us. Are we willing to love others on that level? Are we really willing to put our selfishness aside? Are we willing to not rush off today to say, you know what, I'm going to intentionally build some relationships with some people here today. I'm going to exhibit love by taking time, investing in relationships with other people. Maybe there's people here that I don't know. And so I'm going to be intentional about spending some time getting to know them. He goes on to say in, in John 13, 35, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Our actions are what prove that we're disciples. And love is really the defining measure. that The love that we have for one another will prove to the world that we are his disciples. This Greek word, I want to talk about fellowship for a minute. The name of our church is Life Fellowship. This Greek word for fellowship is koinonia, and it means bonds of common purpose and devotion that binds Christians to one another and to Christ. Koinonia, fellowship binds us to the Lord, but also to one another. It means communion, an outward expression of unity. And I was going to do, I was going to talk for a little more this morning and do a demonstration, but I've decided not to do that so that we can spend more time together. In closing, I want to say that I, I got a call a couple of weeks ago from a guy that I know and uh, that I used to work with, and he was sharing some things with me. He was having, there's some family problems going on, and he called me, and, and as we were talking, he said, and he's been going to another church. He, he doesn't go to Life Fellowship. He goes to another church, and he's been going there probably at least eight or ten years. And he said, brother, there's nobody there that I can talk to. And I'm sure this is a good church. I mean, they're on TV, and it's a church in the area here. But I thought, how tragic. This guy's having a lot of problems at home with his marriage, with his wife. And there's nobody there at his church that he can really talk to and share with. 
And I told him straight up, I said, listen, we're not about stealing sheep at Life Fellowship, but you need to find another church or you need to get plugged in or something because that's part of the value of being part of a local church or local body is that we have relationships. And I, I get, sometimes I'll get a text message or, uh, uh, you know, a phone call and somebody say, hey, pastor, I just want to encourage you to catch Sometimes the Lord will place upon my heart to call somebody or send them an email and say, hey, I just want to encourage you today. Do you ever need to be encouraged? Listen, how can we be encouraged by the body of Christ if we don't have a connection, if we don't know anybody? And so it's, it's vitally important that we connect with God, but also that we connect with the local church and build relationships. Listen, I know some of us, well, all of us have been hurt and wounded. We've all been let down. But taking the risk, risking out of saying, you know what, I'm going to make myself a little more vulnerable so I can build a relationship with this person or these people, it's worth the risk. You may get hurt. You may be, you know, someone may, be, uh, may possibly betray you. I mean, it can happen. Those relationships that you build are worth the risk, I'm telling you. And so I want us to be, not be foolish but I want us to, to begin to risk out and build relationships. Listen, we're all going through challenges. There's nothing that you're going through or that you've been through that ha- somebody else hasn't gone through. And so part of the value of the local church is that we build relationships first with God and then with one another. And so I want to encourage you to, to do that, and I hope you'll stay today. In closing, I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If there's anyone here that you don't have a relationship with the Lord or maybe you did at one point in time and you've walked away and God is tugging on your heart this morning, would you slip up, up your hand? I want to pray with you. Anybody here this morning? God is tugging on your heart. Listen, there's no shame in that. The terrible thing would be to walk out of this building and not receive what God has for you today. Anybody here? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your great love for us. and I thank you that you've made a way to draw us back into a relationship with you, Lord. And Father, I pray that we would be determined and intentional in continuing to seek you and build our relationship with you, but also that we would be intentional about building relationships with others. It's important. Jesus, when you came, you didn't just come and preach and, and uh, talk about the kingdom of God and, and all of those things. You were intentional in building relationships with people. And Father, there are people that you bring across our path that uh, need encouragement. They need to hear the word of God. They need someone to come up and put their arm around them. There are people in this building today that need a hug, that need to know that they're accepted, that they're valued, that they're loved. And it may be any one of us that you use that just gives a hug or a kind word to someone here today that encourages them and helps them. So, Father, we pray that we will yield to your Holy Spirit. And, uh, Father, that we will be intentional about building relationships with one another. And we thank you for this privilege and opportunity. We thank you that we have food to eat and that we have all the things that we have. Thank you for blessing our lives. Thank you for blessing this church. And we pray your continued blessings over each and every 
heart, each and every life, each and every family, each and every marriage. And Lord, we pray for a wonderful time of fellowship, koinonia, communion, an outward expression of unity that you're doing today. In Jesus' name.